The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Hey, Dr. Bill here. So this is a first. We are in the podcast one with Heather Debro, who is a podcast superstar. <laughs> I just did her podcast and I said, okay, I'll do yours if you'll do mine. So we do these Meet the Mentor interviews as a precursor to Leap. Leap is going to be July 19th to the 25th at beautiful UCLA campus this year. We have a great lineup of speakers. We already have confirmed Katie Seagal from Married with Children for people my age or Sons of Anarchy for people your age. Um, <laughs> we have Christian Slater who's doing movie after movie. Uh, Sean Astin said he would come back again. Elon Musk is on the schedule. He always shows up unless there's an emergency, which there always is. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, we have a great, 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 great <clears throat> lineup. Uh, Heather is going to be one of our speakers this year. Uh, we may even drag her husband to come. Um, and of course, we met at Dr. Paul Nassif's wedding. Paul is the other lesser known half of <laughs> the dynamic duo on Botch. Did Terry pay you to say that? Yes, he did. Yeah, okay. um, direct deposit. And um, so we just recently met. And when I told Heather about Leap, she said, Doc, my kids are going. So I'm holding her to that, oh, yeah. and she's actually going to come as a speaker as well. I am going to read a brief little intro. It needs your face. Oh, there you go. I'm glad okay. it recognizes me. Yeah. That would be you, scary. You want to know something? You know how some mornings you wake up and you say, oh, God, I look bad? Mm -hmm. So I was having one of those the other day, and then I went to do facial recognition. Even my phone didn't recognize me. That's a rough day, Bill. <laughs> right? Like, you know you look bad yeah, you when, like, you have to put your yeah. coat in because your phone's like, who are you? That's not, a really bad not one. Not good. No, but this is real. Like, I'm not making this up. I'm like, I'm like, okay, turn. I'm like, I realize it didn't recognize me. That's how you bad need, I You look. need it to zhuzh before you turn the phone. Yeah, we don't zhuzh. Okay, read Anyhow, my bio. I'm reading. Heather Debro. Oh, you're, what's your maiden name? Heather Page Kent. There you go. Yeah. Uh, is, a is a veteran of scripted television. You may also recognize her from her five-year stint on Real Housewives of Orange County. She's also an accomplished host with credits ranging from newsrooms to talk shows. Heather's top-rated podcast, the one we did today, uh, Heather DeBro's World, has amassed a huge following with almost 100 million followers. You like that? That was good. He's and averaging yeah. over 2.6 million views a month. The one that we did will probably break records. Um, Heather is also a well-known internationally for her sense of design and fashion as evidenced by her YouTube channel, Heather's Closet, which has over 20 million downloads on its way to 30 million. Heather is married to the world-renowned plastic surgeon, Dr. Terry Dubro. He's star of Ease Botched. And as soon as they get somebody who's got messed up plastic surgery and teeth, I'm on. Voila. Yeah. That's good. You <laughs> That's know who good. I am. That's Anyhow, fine. Heather, welcome. Thanks. So my number one burning question, mm -hmm. being a woman is like 10 times harder than being a man. It really is. Because... That's not really a question. That's a statement. That's a statement. Yes. <laughs> because you have to master so many things in a way that is so much harder. I mean, especially like the way I grew up, you know, like 
Men just went to school and learned a job. Today, you know, you're a mom, you're a hostess, you have a business, and all this, and you still, you know, have to be loving and present. And how do you balance all this? I drink a lot. No, <laughs> it's exhausting. I do. That's another subject, though. No, it's exhausting. And I think the thing that's been uh, my biggest challenge throughout the decade is is reinventing myself and figuring out who I am and where I fit in, which sounds strange, but it's true because, you know, in my 20s, I was single um, and I was an actress on television. And then, you know, met Terry, we got married. Then we had four kids in seven years. All of a sudden I was a stay-at-home mom and that was a, a big, big change for me. Then coming back into the working world, being on reality television, social media, all these different things. I And then coming out of that and reinventing myself again. And I think every decade, has just been a huge change. Um, I turned 50 this year and- We're shocked. Thank you. I have not had plastic surgery yet. And you don't have any gray hair. I do a little bit, but I'm allergic to every hair dye, so I have to just do it sparingly. But anyway, <laughs> so 50 was a big deal for me because after all these changes, I thought, gosh, what am I gonna do? Is my life over? You know, Do you check the box? Because when you look at toasts when people turn 50, it's pretty scary. It's like, so you've accomplished all you're gonna do, or congratulations for getting to the end. They're really awful toasts. And I started thinking about it, and I thought, I don't buy that. I feel like, I, I'm not sure I really had that mentor in my life, which is one of the things I really love about Leap. I think I, I've had to be my own mentor in a lot of uh, different ways, but I had to say to myself, okay, well, what does 50 mean? To me, 50 is like a halftime show. So I've taken everything I've learned up until now and I'm gathering my troops like in the locker room and all right, what did I learn and what failed and what succeeded and why and who am I as a person and who do I want to be? And I want to still be growing and learning and evolving. Okay, let's go do it, team. Let's go back out there for the beginning of the second half. And it gives you this incredible freedom. But what's the secret? Like, you know, like like kids come up to me at Leap all the time. They're like, Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, like, what's the secret of success? I'm like, it's not a secret. Work your butt off. That's a secret. I yeah, mean, what's I, your secret? Yeah, it is work your butt off. But sometimes, and you, I'm sure you hear stories like this all the time, like, I work so hard and, and I'm not getting where I want to be or I'm not who I want to be. You can work really hard. You have to learn how to work effectively. And I think prioritizing is very, very important and very hard to your point before for women to do, especially those of us who have chosen to have families and be more of the... Um, primary caregiver to those children because we do have to make a lot of choices. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't want to sound sexist, but it is harder being a woman because when, as a couple, when you decide to have kids, I'm not going to get pregnant. You know what I mean? Like Unless you're a seahorse. <laughs> yeah, in any circumstance, there's no way I have to take a year out of my life carrying a baby. Right. So you can say what you want. It's harder when you decide to have a family. It's always harder on the woman. Absolutely. And it's not just, you know, there's a physical toll. There's an emotional toll to the whole I process. I know I was on the other side. I know. Yeah. But I mean, being in the inside of it is just very, very different. And like I said, you do have to make choices. But to me, um, being successful is you have to be happy, but you have to be happy with yourself and your choices. I think the way I have evolved as a person and what's made me successful is learning. I'm a control freak. So I've always been a planner and a controller. 
and learning to let that go, and Terry's been a really big part of this, and You're play the cards that are in front of me that maybe necessarily I wouldn't have played that hand because I thought, no, 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 I'm on this path, I'm doing that, has allowed me such incredible creative freedom, and it's also allowed me to relax into myself in a way that I didn't in my 20s and 30s. And you know what else you do well, and I've just noticed that being in your studio here, and this is one of the things that you have to do when you start to become successful and busy, it's called delegation. And I see you do that with your team. You need to build a team because nobody can do everything. Like people always say, Dr. Bill, how do you get everything done? They're like, yeah, Sunette runs my office. Nicole there runs my life. Right. Evelyn, my ex-wife, runs our family life. You know, and you know, and my brother runs my family. I mean, you have to have a team around you. There's no way. Right, right now, you're, you're doing your podcast. Mm -hmm. You also have a cosmetic line. Right. right, Terry and I have a, a skincare and supplement line. Our third book together is coming out at the end of March 2020 with Collins. I have a fashion line coming out in December. I have a YouTube channel. I have all of these things, plus four children. Right. And a, you know, a husband to take care of and all of that. Um, yeah, it's a lot, but I, you know what I did learn this year? Because yes, you do need to learn how to delegate. You do need a good team. Again, as a control freak, and I think, I'm, forgive me, I think you may be also. Yeah, I think um, we may be it, buddies it's, in that. It's, <laughs> it's hard to release um, you know, the, the control to someone else and, and assume they're going to do it. So you need to find those correct people. But you know what else I learned this year? Sometimes you have to take some of it back and you can't outsource too much because sometimes when you outsource too much, you lose your flow and you lose the part of the control that actually is important. Right. So I do think... It's I, a balancing act. It is a balancing. I got to a point where I was outsourcing um, people that I was trusting to do the things and then some of, the, some of it failed, right. which is okay because you right. learn from failure, but I blame myself because I'm the one that's in charge and I think I outsource too much. And uh, one of my best mentors told me something and it's stuck. It's called the 80% rule. Okay. When you delegate, it's never going to be 100%. You have to be completely content with 80%. It's hard for me. I know it's hard, but it, it's a reality. You know, it's a reality. Speaking of mentors, who would you say was your biggest, best, greatest, most influential mentor in your life? That would be Terry. Really? 100%. But that didn't happen until you were like, what, 12, 13? Right. <laughs> I was very, very young. Child, yes, we know. Child, right. No, but we met I when mean, I was twenty-seven. Okay, and Terry's a great answer. Yeah. No, but it's the but truth. But there had to be somebody prior to Terry. I will tell you that that I, got you to Terry. By um, the way. I, I think that you know I was always very driven. Uh, I was a musical theater person. I was always dancing and singing and acting. I was very focused. I auditioned for college. That's how I got in. Had it been based on my grades, it would have been another story entirely. But I was very, very focused on my career, and I think that's what carried me through. If I had the life skills and the the in, I've always been great with people like on a fun level, but the real business people skills that one needs to thrive in society, um, if I had had those at age 20, it would have been a lot easier for me. And I didn't have them. And That's I, what Leap does. Yes. And that's why it resonated with me so much. And that's why I want it for my kids. Because as good of a parent as I really know I am, and I am a good parent, I'm not their best friend. I'm not a dictator. I get it. We have a very solid, good form of communication. I don't want to know everything, but I know enough. Um, 
they still, as you say, they need to hear it from someone else and they need to hear it from their peers. I didn't have that growing up. Um, I want that for them. And I know I'm smart enough to know it can't all come from me. So to give them some tool like that, I think is amazing. But for me, I learned it on my own. When I met Terry, it was a quantum shift. I literally had to relearn behaviors. So again, one of the things that I love about Leap is the period of time that you're capturing these kids. Because, you know, my twins are about to turn 16. Program starts at 15. It's like the perfect fertile-minded age to grab someone and go, hey, let's talk about what works. Let's talk about what doesn't work. Let's talk about how to be successful because there is no class for that until now. Right. And, and, and I'm going to tell you one of the crowning moments for me at LEAP. We get great speakers. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, um, Paula Abdul, um, Kathy Bates, Eva Longoria, uh, Michael Strahan, Apollo Ono. Apollo Ono is the most decorated winter Olympian in history. He went to three Olympics. Three. On the third Olympic is when he really, like, broke every record. The year before he went to that Olympic Games, he never took his ice skates off except to sleep. He said, Doc, I wanted them to be part of my body. Literally. Like, went out to dinner. He never took them off. He... Never took them off. Wait, he also dropped about 20 pounds from where he was, and he could bench press with his legs 1,500 pounds. With the skates on. With the skates on or off, I don't know, but I'm just telling you, he was like a machine, right? And he came up and he spoke on the stage at Leap, brought the house down, standing ovation the whole bit, and turned to me and said, Doc, if I had had a program like this growing up, I could have done so much more. Well, that I feel that more. Then <laughs> you're like the most decorated Olympian in with I like more. But isn't that incredible? Because that's how he feels inside. And I'll tell you, I'm not a decorated um, Olympian. But for me, you know, I think I am a successful person. I have a lot of successful businesses and family and and relationships. But I feel the same way. If I had had a program like this man, it would have been a lot easier. And and the other thing I really like about it, and, and one thing that I talk about a lot, which I think we'll talk about this summer at LEAP, is social media and really how, you know, how to use social media to your advantage and how to not be affected by social media. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, I think another really strong aspect of LEAP is putting these students in a group with other students mm-hmm. who are like-minded and really want to help them succeed. You know, it's funny, as a professional speaker, I speak to a lot of different dental groups. And you can walk into a room, and this happened to me, this was crazy. I got booked to speak in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, right? And this was an eight hour lecture that I'd given all over the country. And you know, I read the reviews and and, you know, Dennis liked it. So I go there, And I spoke for four hours, and then we have lunch, four hours. So at the break, I go up to the sponsor. I say, hey, how's it going? He goes, horrible. I'm like, wait, what? He goes, no, horrible. He goes, like, people are asking for their money back. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, honestly, they hate you. I go, what did I do? Well, in Australia, they have this thing called the tallest poppy syndrome. Like in a poppy field, Uh if you have a tall poppy, 
they feel it's their obligation to cut the tall one down. See, that's He girls. said, stop talking about all your success. I'm like, but like, if I'm going to go watch somebody speak, I want to hear what they're doing that's successful so I could emulate that, right? right? right. He goes, yeah, Australians don't think that way. That's know so your audience. Know your so audience. I basically, yeah. he said, take out all your successful and show a few of your failures and they'll like you. So I did. I took out my best work and I showed my crappiest work and then they loved me. Well, I think there's something to be, obviously, we, I said it before, you know, there's definitely so much to learn from, from failure. But I liked what you were, the poppy thing is interesting to me because talking about girls, you know, I'm raising one boy and three girls and it's interesting to see all the friend groups and what happens. And girls are tough. Girls are tough. They're and they're so like hard the poppy syndrome. I and know. they like to tear each other I down. Know. And so it's funny. I have three daughters. I know. Lisa Rinna, who, who I mean, we've known each other. My for, friend, too. Oh, we've known each other for 20 years, went to acting class together years ago. She posted something the other day about this very thing, and we were DMing each other, like, we got to teach these girls. There's room for everyone. I can't say that enough. There is room for everyone. Just because she gets a part or she gets a job or she gets a date or she, there's room for everyone. There's, there's other it. roles, there's other jobs, there's other dates. What, it, how did she get it? What can you learn from this? And what can you take totally. from it? And by the way, be happy for them. What? You're supposed to be happy I for each other. I get it. But, but a lot of young people don't get that. And sometimes it's the environment that we're brought up in. And sometimes it's just society. But we need to teach these younger women to support each other, to celebrate each other's successes. Because I always say it's very easy to be a friend to someone when the chips are down. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, poor thing. Da, da, da. The true medal of a friend is in success. When your friend is successful and you can go right on, this is awesome, that's your friend. And I'll tell you something else. People like you, I would say, and I try to do the same thing, bring up people with your success. And that's the greatest part of being successful. I don't care about being famous. I don't get, none of that matters. What matters is if you have a voice and you use that voice to make the world a better place, that matters, mm -hmm. you know? And you've mentioned failure a few times and I, and I wanted to backtrack and say something yeah. about this. I never fail, ever. Because if I do something and it doesn't come out the way I want it to, I don't look at that as failure. I look at that as practice. Hmm. You only fail when you quit. And That's I just true. don't quit. I'm the most tenacious person you'll ever meet in your life. If I want to do something, I will do it again and again and again and again and again until I get it. So you actually get to choose whether you want to fail or not. And I tell my kids, I never fail. I just don't. If I do something, it doesn't come out the way I want, that's practice. And I'll do it again and again and again and again until I get the results. So I've had a lot of um, female entrepreneurs on my show, and we talk a lot about, um, you know, so you'll hear someone talk about, like, I, I was so close, and everyone said, give up, give up, and I didn't until I got there. But then they also talk about how to recognize when to walk away because sometimes that is just as important. Practice. It's, it's practice. It's not failure. Well, I like that. That's a better it's a word. Different, it's, it's a, a different it's mindset. Perception. Yeah. It's perception. I didn't fail. Right. That was practice to get me to the end, right? 100%. Yeah. Um, today, you have boom, 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 boom going on. Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, if you had asked me that, 
10 or five years ago, I would have had a very complete answer for you. What I would say today is because I'm evolving and learning that I don't know, and at this point in my life, strangely, I don't care, but I'm excited and curious to see where it's going. I will tell you that we're in the last 90 days of the decade, which is crazy. And when I think about 2020, I think about 2020 vision and seeing clearly, and that's the space I'm Wait, in. Wait, the right? decade? Yeah, because yeah, it's 2020. It's a new decade. Oh, oh, oh. Right? We're I moving see into saying. a new decade. I thought you were like, relating to the turning 50 decade. No, okay. no, no. This okay. is a new decade. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty cool. And it's 2020, which, you know, clear vision, seeing clearly. And that's the exact space that I'm in in my life right now. I'm playing the cards in front of me. I'm doing things that, of course, priorities, family, number one priority all every day. Right. But besides that, really trying to do the projects that feed my soul and really like make me happy so that I whatever happens with them and where I'm going to be in two years, three years, five years, it's all going to work out because it's all going to be a success no matter what. That's awesome. That's awesome. Heather Debro, you have to watch her podcast. It's amazing. Listen. Listen. Or well, watch it on YouTube. Yeah, you could do you that can, too. She's going to start putting it on YouTube. She has almost 70 million downloads. Yes. That's true. amazing. And uh, thank you so much. And I would love to come and do as many of yours as you want. You're so <laughs> fun to talk to. Honestly. He's going to be my recurring guest now. Thanks, I will guys. be. I will be. All right, Dr. Bill, over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Leap Foundation on Instagram at Leap Foundation, and on Twitter at Leap Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.